and welcome. You're listening to Help with Ashley Yagi, where I share shortcuts to success for optimal mental health, meaningful relationships, and living the life God is calling you to. Because don't we all need just a little help now and then? I know I sure do. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, my friends. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints just met for its annual conference this past weekend, and the prophet, who shares the messages Christ would have him share, entreated everyone to eliminate contention in our individual lives. Contention is not the same as disagreements. Disagreements are a healthy part of any relationship. Contention, however, is destructive. President Nelson taught us the key to eliminating contention. It's charity, the love of God, or being Christ-like. That is the goal. From a therapy standpoint, there's a lot that gets in the way of the open kind of interaction he described in his talk, Peacemakers Needed. I want to tackle some of those underlying things this month. The first being our pride, our desire to be right, our need to win or be better than others. Today, I want to start by sharing a story from the Enzyme magazine in 2008 entitled Putting My Marriage Before My Pride. This is by Irene Eubanks. She says, quote, Like any couple, my husband and I have had disagreements during our marriage, but one incident stands out in my mind. I no longer recall the reason for our disagreement, but we ended up not speaking at all, and I remember feeling that it was all my husband's fault. I felt I had done absolutely nothing for which I needed to apologize. As the day went by, I waited for my husband to say he was sorry. Surely he could see how wrong he was. It must be obvious how much he had hurt my feelings. I felt I had to stand up for myself. It was the principle that mattered. As the day was drawing to a close, I started to realize that I was waiting in vain, so I went to the Lord in prayer. I prayed that my husband would realize what he had done and how it was hurting our marriage. I prayed that he would be inspired to apologize so we could end our disagreement. As I was praying, I felt a strong impression that I should go to my husband and apologize. I was a bit shocked by this impression and immediately pointed out in my prayer that I had done nothing wrong and therefore should not have to say I was sorry. A thought came strongly to my mind. Do you want to be right or do you want to be married? As I considered this question, I realized that I could hold on to my pride and not give in until he apologized. But how long would that take? Days? I was miserable while we weren't speaking to each other. I understood that while this incident itself wouldn't be the end of our marriage, if I were always unyielding, that might cause serious damage over the years. I decided it was more important to have a happy, loving marriage than to keep my pride intact over something that would later seem trivial. I went to my husband and apologized for upsetting him. He also apologized, and soon we were happy and united again in love. Since that time, there have been occasions when I have needed to ask myself that question again. Do you want to be right, or do you want to be married? How grateful I am for the great lesson I learned the first time I faced that question. It has always helped me realign my perspective and put my husband in my marriage before my own pride. End quote. So who is right is not the most important factor. Growing up, I remember being so proud of the fact that I was stubborn. I could hold a grudge or hold out the longest in a fight with friends. I have now become very proud of the fact that instead of being stubborn, I can be the first to apologize, the first to try to bridge a gap, the first to offer the white flag of wanting to mend the relationship. Being in any relationship can teach us the need to do so and 
give us a lot of practice in doing it. It's really hard at first, but it gets easier each time. Natalie Clay said, quote, here's a quick tip. When you feel like one of you is right and the other is wrong, let a little time pass before discussing it. This can prevent the conversation from turning into a battle of egos that becomes long and heated. The best time to talk is when you want to want to be understood and understand your partner, end quote. I love that. And you see the difference? We want to be understood all the time, right? But when we're willing to be understood and understand our partner, that's when true communication can happen. President Nelson said in his talk, quote, my two noble counselors, President Dallin H. Oaks and President Henry B. Eyring, are exemplary in the way they express their feelings, especially when they may differ. They do so with pure love for each other. Neither suggests that he knows best and therefore must rigorously defend his position. Neither evidences the need to compete with the other. Because each is filled with charity, the pure love of Christ, our deliberations can be guided by the Spirit of the Lord. How I love and honor these two great men." End quote. In therapy, I like to have a couple imagine they are standing on opposite sides of a big, huge boulder. This boulder could be an addiction, a mental health problem, illness, financial stress, loss, differences, children's choices, etc. We have the choice to place these things between us, dividing us, or to move toward each other so we stand together to face the problem instead of the problem being between us. This is how relationships can thrive. We stand united and pool our efforts and support each other to solve the problem and prevent these problems from dividing us. We seek to understand where the other is coming from. We get curious instead of judgmental. We humble ourselves instead of seeking to be right at all costs. We seek to support instead of condemn, and we see problems as joint problems, and we see the goal as maintaining the relationship, to preserve the relationship, to remain united. Have you heard the quote, the first to apologize is the bravest, the first to forgive is the strongest, and the first to forget is the happiest? I'll say that one more time. The first to apologize is the bravest, the first to forgive is the strongest, and the first to forget is the happiest. What do you think? Is there some truth in that? It does take bravery to apologize first. It does take strength to forgive. And are we happy if we forget the incident and move on? President Monson said, quote, Sometimes we take offense so easily. On other occasions, we are too stubborn to accept a sincere apology. Who will subordinate ego, pride, and hurt, then step forward with, I am truly sorry. Let's be as we once were. Friends, let's remove any hidden wedges that can do nothing but destroy. Where do hidden wedges originate? Some come from unresolved disputes which lead to ill feelings followed by remorse and regret. Others find their beginnings in disappointments, jealousies, arguments, and imagined hurts. We must solve them, lay them to rest, and not leave them to canker, fester, and ultimately destroy. End quote. This talk is called the peril of hidden wedges. So if there's emotion involved with them, we don't want to leave them to rest or to canker, fester, and ultimately destroy. So it's important to know what things we want to ignore, and what things are going to become those hidden wedges. So this is something we'll continue to circle back to and revisit. Is it going to bother us tomorrow? Is it going to cause ill feelings in the future? Then it needs to be resolved. It needs to be brought out. 
So my summary in 60 seconds or less is this. Pride gets in the way of peaceful communication. The desire to be right or our need to win or be better than others comes at the cost of maintaining the relationship. Instead, we can seek to maintain the relationship, putting disagreements or problems in front of us rather than between us, dividing or separating us. Disagreements are healthy in every relationship, but contention is not. Communication is best done when you want to both be understood and understand the other person. We seek to come together to maintain relationship, to remain united despite differences or disagreements. We can decide what things we can let go of and what things need to be resolved. Being the first to apologize is difficult, but it's better than letting our pride get in the way of our relationship, and it gets easier with time. Believe me, I know. (laughs) I hope that you're able to let go of some of your pride this week, be quick to apologize, and maintain relationship. Be the first to apologize, even if you don't feel like you've done anything wrong. And I promise that as you do so, your relationships will improve. You will experience less contention and more unity. May you be united this week with those who you interact with. Is my prayer for you. And may I offer my testimony of the Savior Jesus Christ as we celebrate Easter this weekend. And let you know, I know that he lives. I know that he loves us. I know that he suffered and died for us so that he can know how to succor us. I know that our Father loves us and he sent his Son for the purpose that we can return to live with him again and to progress eternally. And I know that he and the Father appeared to the young boy Joseph Smith in a grove of trees to restore the true gospel to the earth again and to reveal God's love for his children that continues today. He is an involved God. He wants to be involved in our lives and he is there to teach and guide us and to answer our prayers. And I share these things in the sacred name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks for listening. Subscribe and share to keep these episodes coming. The content shared is for educational and informational purposes only. It should not be used for diagnosing or treating a mental health problem.